0: Dope, dope dope dope. dope, dope, dope. Dope, dope, dope. Dope, dope, In the city of Alty. Dope, 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 dope. Dope, 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 In the city name. of What up, what up, what up? Welcome to Spooky Sessions. Halloween Sessions number two. Ooh, spooky. This is the G Splash Podcast, a.k.a. the dopest podcast on Earth episode number 147 oh. bang bang Impressive, yes. right? uh, i'm your host Bradley back to my man chris bucky rots we here we here for the halloween
1: season
0: yes today we're talking all about the boys season two as it wrapped last week uh, man, what a crazy, crazy season uh, Tons of stuff to talk yeah. about with it So we'll, we'll definitely get so there uh, Also, coming up next week We're talking Simpsons Treehouse of Horror It's always exciting to um, mm-hmm. do Big time And also following that We're going to take a trip down the past To uh, the, lo- uh, the Lost Halloween which is Batman arc From what?
1: Oh yeah, Lost Halloween So
0: great uh, long- is it The longest Halloween, right?
1: The long the Halloween, long, yep. yeah,
0: yeah, which is also yep. this is supposedly be a two part animated movie coming out in 2021 and also is, yeah, I would, is rumored yeah. to kind of be what, uh, again, what's his name, the Batman Brian Pattinson.
1: The Batman movie has some elements, uh, elements out of it. It's also it inspired some of the things from Christopher Nolan's style that he did. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good one to talk about. That's, I would say, in my book it's one of my top three um top like the most definitive Batman arcs to read or graphic novels to read you, you should read along Long Halloween for me it's Long Halloween Hush and then um and then The Dark Knight Returns but I think some people might trade Hush I Love Hush it's a great story mm-hmm. it's got intrigue and mystery and all the villains I think some people might tra- trade Hush in that list for uh Batman uh year one mm-hmm. uh, but but either way, like Long Halloween is just such a great detective mystery. It takes place over the course of a year, and all the villains are involved. And Batman's trying to solve this killer who's killing people on on holidays. And
0: yeah, it's, um, uh, it, it's a, such a great story. So I can't wait to talk about. Yeah, that. it's, a, it's a, an interesting story. It's supposed to, it takes place like right after year one, and everything's still relatively new. We got Batman trying to figure it out, and it like really shines um, on the Rogues Gallery. 13 issues, so it'll be it'll be fun to talk about, especially with Halloween and all, and having a crazy year, so it all goes hand-in-hand, hand, Chris. Yeah, it's
1: a special Halloween
0: this And then following that, we're going to continue on our Batman tip. I feel like we've been talking a lot about Batman this season, but we'll start season...
1: Batman just dominates <laughs> our lives, dominates my life, it yeah, dominates who we are. Exactly.
0: Uh, we will be starting season four. Four of our podcast, which will be episode number 150, we'll be talking about uh, another comic series on the DC Black Label called The Three Jokers. It's a three-part, mm, yeah, three-book series. Um, the final issue hits stores on the 27th or 28th. It says the 27th, which is a Tuesday, which I thought was weird, but maybe they're counting it like a midnight sale.
1: Midnight release kind of thing
0: yeah so we we'll be talking about that on season four episode one so that'll be exciting
1: yeah that's a, that, that'll be a cool one. I mean like you said Batman Batman but I think that's gonna be a cool way to keep on rolling into the Halloween area yeah you know
0: exactly uh a lot of news this week but we'll save another time to talk about uh that stuff later because there's so much to di- like dive into and figure out what's real or what's not and who's really doing stuff so I kind of want to let some stuff marinate before we talk about it. On the show, but Chris, let's talk the boys. Listen, this is a fucking mess. We're the most wanted lads in the country. We got soup terrorists, and we got no superheroes.
1: Hi, I'm Stormfront. Who? I'm the new girl. Wonderful. what's your big plan uh, we'll, we'll take them vote there we go and i get my wife back
0: we're in of course we're in
1: we blow it up in the air the boys
0: the boys is on amazon it currently has an average for both seasons of 90 percent on rotten tomatoes and an 86 oh, percent interesting uh, average audience score um, this season Season two is actually certified fresh at a 97. Uh, that sounds about right. Yes. So the, the, now there's a couple of things before we talk about the story and whatnot. There's going to be tons of spoilers in here. So um, if you haven't seen the first season, definitely hit pause. And if you're still trying to get through season two, hit pause and come back to this. Because uh, there's there's so much yeah. to to like try and that you want to try and figure out. And we don't want to spoil it for you. But uh, season two takes place... Uh, the even more intense uh, season finds the boys on the run from the law, hunted by the soups, and desperately trying to figure uh, trying to regroup and fight back against Vought in hiding Huey Mother's Milk, which I didn't know that was his like name for for some reason. I was like, always wondering what his name is, because I don't feel like they say it. Who's name? Mother's Milk? Mother's Milk. Yeah. Do you know who? M.M. Yeah, they call him M.M., right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't never, I didn't, I I missed that. Anyway, Frenchie's also in there.
1: Frenchie, but he has a real name. But They all got their code names. Yeah,
0: Kamiko, try to adjust to a new normal with Butcher, nowhere to be found. Meanwhile, Starlight must navigate her place in the Seven as Homelander sets his sights on taking complete control. Uh, his, His power is threatened with the addition of Stormfront, a social media savvy new soup who has an agenda of her own. And on top of that, the supervillain threat takes center stage and makes waves as Vought seeks to capitalize on the nation's paranoia. So much. uh, I thought I there's so much to talk about. First off, like, I I don't even know really where to start. Absolutely. Uh, All in all, I think it it, we got a really great cliffhanger. But one of the things that did bother me, and I know this is kind of a still new thing. I want to get your opinion on it, Chris, is. When the season one dropped, it all dropped. See, the whole season dropped. And we you could binge right through it. Yes. This go round, we got two episodes, two or three episodes. Mm-hmm. I think it was two.
1: Two right at the gym. And
0: then we had to wait. Now, because we got it, the f- first season all at once, I was like kind of upset after I, I couldn't watch the third episode. Right away.
1: Yeah that that that's a that's tough. You know that's a tough thing. I know I understand the reasoning we've talked about a lot on this show because there are so many shows we watch where some of them drop the whole season, some go weekly. Mandalorian, you know they did a weekly thing, but I will say that that, that drop of two episodes and then making you wait for the next six like week by week, mama mia, what a kick in the nads because two wets your palate. You know if you watch one episode, you're not on a binge. If you watch 3 episodes, you're binging. 2 is that precipice number. When you watch episode 2, mm-hmm. any show in the world, when you get to the end, when those credits hit on on that second episode, you got to make a choice. <laughs> do I pull back and go do some chores? Do I freaking teach my kids math? I don't have kids, but I guess you can have to teach a myth. <laughs> or uh do I watch the third episode and make this a, a whole nice little Saturday and giving us two but not giving me the option to say I want to watch more. Was a uh, was a little bit uh, frustrating, I would say.
0: Yes, I didn't like it, but at the same time, I did because it did make me have something to look forward to, which is a thing in television shows that we've kind of lost sight of. Like that one episode a week was is the was the norm for television forever. Right. Yeah, that was it. And then now, God, can you imagine? Like now,
1: I mean, we're talking.
0: It's like, where's the whole season, man?
1: (laughs) We're talking like, I mean, that's always the thing. You know, there's all those, there's classic jokes about this and that. And, you know, the whole thing about like, oh, wow, we're so impatient nowadays. But, I mean, you you look back and like, God, remember when it was like you gathered around the TV on Friday so you didn't miss TGIF. You were like, if we miss it, we'll never see what happens. Right. And now it's like, I want 10 hours of content now. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes. Or going over to like having little... Parties for one show on like Sunday night and like making food and stuff like like that's a that got kind of got away from when Netflix just kept dropping bombs.
1: Yeah, then I mean, and that I feel like obviously The Boys is on Amazon Prime. If you really want to to watch that, definitely check out uh The Boys. That this is gonna be huge, rocked with spoilers, but you know Netflix and this show in general, I feel like. They're more likely to drop a show 10 episodes if they're not sure if it's going to be any good or not necessarily not be any good, but like it doesn't have a following yet. It's kind of obscure. No one really people had read the boys and it's been part of thing. But me and you have been doing this podcast for years now and we've never one time brought up the boys outside of when the show started. It's Greg Enos. He obviously did Walking Dead and a bunch of other things. He's a real hit or miss kind of comic book creator. We'll talk about the comic in a little bit. Um, So it's one of those things where they say, okay, put the first season out there. We got a good cast. I think we got a good story. Let's see what happens. And then when people are like, give us more of the show or we'll burn your house down, they're like, all right, we should probably do this one at a time. Yeah, well,
0: the the other thing that goes back with with the binging and all the episodes too is... By n- not giving us all the episodes, they can technically, maybe not as easy to eat this year, but they can go back and kind of reshoot something to change. Maybe maybe a character is supposed to die, but they want to keep him alive because the fans love them and stuff like that. Can, like when you drop the whole season, you obviously don't have that opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. Whereas dropping every week you you get. You can have that freedom if you absolutely want to. Yes. Make changes on the fly. Um, Chris, do you think this... I can't remember. What did you just say to me? I said, Chris, I was going to ask you a question when I stopped because I was trying to remember <laughs> when, uh, when season one dropped. Okay, it dropped July 26th of 2019.
1: Yeah, that makes did sense. Did
0: this come before or after Watchmen?
1: Before. Before. Because we went to New York Comic Con and saw the the first sneak peek of Watchmen and I had already watched the boys by that point
0: you oh you had yeah um because what day does it say the boys dropped July 26th
1: of 2019 20- yeah. yeah absolutely I think October something 20th happened was to me. Watchmen yeah And something happened to me and I stayed home. I remember this vividly. I stayed home for like a week and I think I was sick or maybe I wasn't. (laughs) Uh, And I stayed home from from a week of work and I was on tooting around on Hulu and I was like, this series, it's about superheroes. Maybe it'll be good. I love Carl Urban. Let's see. On Amazon. That's what I meant. And then bingo, bango, I was like, this show blows my knockers off. I think I watched it in one whole day while my wife was at work. She got home. I said, park it right here. I'll shove food down your face for dinner. <laughs> you just watch this television program. And she watched it all in, I think, two days, like two nights consecutively. And she's just as in as I was. But just an addictive, you know, you people talk about the gore and the violence in it and stuff. But they don't talk about it in a negative way. They talk about it in a surprising way, like... It's this. It's such a perfect mashup of hyper violence mixed with superheroes who we always see. Now you and I, we know a lot of comic series out there where we don't see the prettiest side of superheroes, like you know Wanted originally, and Mm -hmm. um, a lot of these other like a lot of these ones where like even do things like Metal or stuff where it takes superheroes and it says actually superheroes fucking suck, like they're bad dudes or or they need to be taken care of. Right. Um, And this show captures this idea of like. And it's not only that it captures the the idea, it tells a good story, but it wouldn't really captures the idea of like what the world looks like and how if superheroes are real, how we'd all just be like,
0: no, 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 no,
1: no. Give me more superheroes, please. I love you. We worship you. You're celebrities. When they could actually just be huge dickbags, you know? Yes.
0: Um, and, and these superheroes have pretty regular human uh, issues that they deal with, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Obviously, Homelander is by far the creepiest, most powerful superhero. But this whole out we'll talk a little bit more in in details here because in the end of season uh, one, we find out, you know, uh, Billy's wife is still alive Mm -hmm. and that she was raped by a superhero and had a child and was hidden away by Vaught and Homelander shows him that, um, and Homelander has this obsession with what's her name, uh, the chick from Elizabeth Elizabeth Shue. Shue. Yes, and there's like a milk thing involved there. Uh,
1: yeah, he never had. I mean, this is somebody who was created in a lab and was given all the powers of Superman, and that's one of the commentaries. I think does so well is that and and in some ways over the years I've gotten older I've started to like superman a lot more and I think things like what are not watching excuse me things like the boys help me like him appreciate superman more because of how difficult it would be to have godlike powers and you can see that in homeland or someone that scientists raised him kept him at arm's length his whole life he never had a mother and so he doesn't have these fundamental he's been indoctrinated to believe like Truth justice, the American way, you're do all for the greater good, right, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have any of the actual human tendencies that he needed to needed to develop to have compassion or to not be a sociopath or a psychopath, like he doesn't have any of that stuff, so obviously he attaches Elizabeth Shue because- and the whole mu- the whole milk thing he's into because he never had that nurture part of him, and he wants that nurture, but he's also just like this weird adolescent. Who never is stuck in who's stuck in Superman's body? It's almost like a Shazam, like what Shazam would really be like. Like if you were a fourteen-year-old kid and all of a sudden you turn into like a jacked dong swinging <laughs> thirty-nine-year-old god, you would probably turn. You'd be a freaking dong bag. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> I think so. Um, it, now that was just in season one, and it gets weirder in season two because he's again spoilers, but he kills off Elizabeth Shue's character. And all of a sudden, we kind of she returns for a second, but yes. then you turn. It turns out that it's just a shapeshifter, it's a shapeshifting soup who <laughs> uh, he's been like hooking up with, I guess, or having. Yeah, it's weird moment. It.
1: I mean, you know, I a, don't. A shapeshifter can be anything you want it to be, baby. Can <laughs> be anything. I love is love, baby.
0: The thing about that. Which it was weird, and I I would like to think it was just for shock value, but um, it didn't really. I mean, did it really play a a huge role in like the season? Like Mm -hmm. you felt you felt like it did, or it could have it could have gone without it.
1: No, I feel like it played a role. I think it's important. I think it's a really well crafted season in general. Like all the little pieces seem seem good, and there's stuff that diverges from the comics, obviously. But you know, I think I think it was solid.
0: Hmm. Huh. Interesting. I just didn't know if it, I didn't feel like it had a lot of weight. But then, like, I mean, I guess if you think about when Storm, uh, what's her name Stormfront comes, Stormfront, yeah, and she comes to the front line <laughs> of things. Then I guess she kind of takes over that role that of that he's been missing, I guess, and in, in that yes. sense
1: absolutely yeah i think that's true you know he he eliminates the woman that he connects with because of his own insecurities and his own trust issues he kills elizabeth shu's character at the end of season one and um and then this one stormfront comes in who really is has an agenda you talked about earlier the agenda is obviously much bigger and more sinister than anyone probably could have imagined if you read the comics you knew what stormfront was going to be the whole time but um but in this one, you know, it comes in and, and sort of becomes a nurturing, knows exactly how to play him like a fiddle. She, she nurtures him, becomes that nurturing force, is trying to give him a better way so that he can be loved and enjoyed and people can really worship him. And then also at the same time, banging him because, you know, he's into doing it.
0: <laughs> so true. And then you still have characters, uh, the offset characters who are trying to stay in the seven. Meanwhile, they're all shooting this movie about them I love that I about love that. themselves which is weird
1: they all are movie stars but now they're making Dawn of the Seven like the Avengers 1 the movie movie but they're all superheroes and what a thing
0: yeah it was uh it, it was interesting it, I thought first I thought they were just like shooting these little like uh propaganda type commercials but then they were going on to film this whole movie and it's But they're which is foreshadowing kind of real life in a sense. They're just making them. They're glorifying them in this movie. And you see one of uh, one of the Supes, A Train, who's like he's like his powers are going out, or he's not not as fast, and he's
1: yeah, his own fault. You know, he used he abused Compound V so that he could be. Faster and always stay ahead of the game because he had to. That that's a that's one of the parts too I really enjoy A-Train's story um in general because uh I didn't think like he's easy to hate in the first season. Mm -hmm. And in this one he's actually a little bit more likable because the idea that Vaught is who who's making the compound that's making the superheroes, that's running them, like they are a business. Edgar says on multiple occasions with a meeting, especially with a meeting with Butcher, where he's like, I'm not ruthless, I'm a businessman. And it's like I love the portion of where they're just trying to do whatever publicity loves the most, and for Homelander, there's no one that can challenge Homelander right There's no one that can challenge a Queen Maeve that's like you know Wonder Woman's equivalent, but there are other soups out there who also have super speed, and just like we see in d c s universe, there's a lot of flashes and a lot of anti flashes. This the same thing where like, hey man, if you're not the fastest, we'll replace you with whoever is the fastest because they'll make us more money and merchandising and all that shit. So he has a unique thing where he's like, shit, like if I don't stay as fast as possible, I get replaced. So then he ends up blowing out his heart by using overusing compound V to keep himself up. And this season's about him obviously trying to, to recover and, and get redemption in some way.
0: Yeah, and uh the other uh, another super soups, of the soups that we're talking about here too, is uh the Aquaman-esque character. What's his uh, name? The Deep. The Deep, the Deep. yeah. Yep.
1: Yes. You really follow him. What a great character to be a sad sack in the show. I mean, I just can't get enough that every time in the show, from the beginning, every time he's tried to do something his way, it goes horribly wrong for right. him. Right. Like, he always fails and falls on his face. Like, that's his thing. Like, it's just one failure after another.
0: Right. <laughs> and he just keeps trying. like trying to kiss ass a little bit here and there.
1: Yeah, I can get back. I can get because he gets kicked out of the seven in season one very early because of sexual assault with Starlight, and then it's about him trying to get back in no matter what. He ends up you know aligning with this crazy church we see in this season, but just in general, like every time he tries to stand up, I I can do it. He blows it, or like I can be myself, and he fucking falls on his face. I love it.
0: Yes, so he he have a lot of these soups are trying to stay in Vought, and then meanwhile the boys, the group that is supposed, I guess you know depending on how you're viewing the show, but they're supposed to be the good guys, if you will, Uh, trying to Mm -hmm. really light up Vought and get them, get proof to show that they created this compound V and that they're profiting off of um, being superheroes, pretty much. Uh, Now, there's another uh, actor in this show who plays a pretty behind-the-scenes but, like, critical role, and that is uh, the dude from... Breaking Bad and Mandalorian. Yes. He's also in Malcolm X. And
1: Stan Edgar, and he is played by Juan Carlo Esposito. Yes.
0: Love him. Mm-hmm. He's a great actor.
1: Amazing. I mean, talk about someone who has been around doing stuff for a long time, right? But then, I mean, you're talking like Do the Right Thing, The Usual Suspects, all this stuff, right? And then he has that critical, crucial, amazing role in Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm leads into something in better call Saul where he's present in that as well. Then he comes in Mandalorian playing a moth, like an ex moth who's been who got fired by the Empire of being too hardcore. And then um and then he's in this as well. He's just he's made such a great name for himself and it's unbelievable.
0: Yes. And he's really He's
1: in community as as uh Chevy Chase's half brother or adopted brother. <laughs> Half brother, like he's just he's in every he's just been so many little things, and he just has a po he's got poise to him and he's got power. He can be funny, but he can also be very scary and direct. He's just he's he's done, he's
0: great. Um, now the relationship between Huey and Starlight definitely goes up and down in this season, but uh, I want to say Huey starts to like step up a little bit more and be more. Um, aggressive in what he believes and what he is trying to do. I mean, he becomes a hero like multiple times in these episodes, um, but he's taking mm-hmm. big risks because he's he doesn't have any powers and he doesn't. I mean, he's just a kid who a train ran through his girlfriend. That's how. That's
1: through his girlfriend. Yes. Yeah.
0: So uh, Kamiko also is a crazy powerful person. And she kind of goes through a little roller coaster, and she gets. Super heated over uh Storm at Stormfront for killing her brother
1: hmm. Absolutely. A very visceral moment when Stormfront breaks those wrists and also very telling Stormfront seeds of, of what she becomes are sown through the whole show. But that scene specifically really reveals that that she's a racist, number one, by breaking uh, her brother's wrists and calling him a slur. But then also by walking through this building, this lower looks like a lower income housing Good. of black families and just killing everybody as she goes and saying it was this soup, you know, so you can. That's when they start sowing those seeds about that. Yeah. But also it makes it even worse on top of that that she kills the brother of Kamiko. So then Kamiko, super powerful soup, who basically is Wolverine without the claws, uh is you know, is, is driven towards that and ends up doing a lot of character development on her, which is great this season.
0: Yeah, I mean the a big difference between the comic book and the show is out of the group, Kamiko's the only one with superpowers. And in the comics, like they all have superpowers. Except Uh human. the boys yeah. do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they all give themselves V so they can fight superheroes in the comics, yeah. and it gives them, you know, enhanced strength Even and things the like playing that. Field. So it makes it so that they can't just get the shit like get their heads popped like it's nothing. Right.
0: But they so in the show they're more looked at as like crafty uh criminals, right? The, yes. Did you say that? Because they all kind of they kind of goes a little further in each of their stories um a little bit more this season too like frenchie has a you know a, a, lo- a little past with him and some of some mistakes he's made or whatever um with his friends and that whole thing what one of the uh, pop-ups in this season was um, when they're in the hospital and they're trying to grab a soup who wasn't in the seven anymore. And he played Iceman in X-Men.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that crazy that he shows up in this one? He plays Lamplighter, who controls Fire, who's basically this universe's Green Lantern. uh Kind of. But in that, he was Iceman. So he really got to play two sides in his whole yeah, career, right? Yeah.
0: Talk about full circle. um I would say he was more like a pyro, though, than a Green Lantern.
1: Yeah, he's basically... I mean, in the comics, Lamplighter is Green Lantern, mm. but in the show, they made him be more of a pyrotype, yes.
0: There's another character who's in that whole hospital scene. and <laughs> You know the scene I'm talking about, right?
1: In what, what episode was it in?
0: Love Sausage is that character's name.
1: Oh, yes, yes. The character with the huge tentacle dick.
0: Yes. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, c- I know that guy. You see
0: him... You see him first and you're kind of like, oh, like that was okay. We see it first and then we were like meant to disregard it the way it's written. And then it comes back, it breaks through the glass and wraps it, that gets wrapped around Mother's Milk's neck and they can't, mm-hmm. they don't know what's happening. And then they turn around and like, it slithers back up this guy's pants. And yeah, he's,
1: that, then you know, it's a dick. Then you know, it's then a big he knows it's a dick, dog. Yeah, And he's
0: like, whoop. Was that, like, they just laugh at him. He's like, uh freaks out a little bit. But there's supposedly, uh they said this over at New York Comic Con panel, uh virtual or whatever, that a writer has pitched a return of Love Sausage. Perfect. So we'll, I guess we'll be seeing.
1: Did they not kill him? I thought they killed him. I
0: thought him. they killed him too, but it's a superhero show, so.
1: They can do whatever the hell they, they can. want.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris, are there any scenes that stand out for you that you really liked this season?
1: Um, yeah, there's quite a few that really stood out for me. Uh, in the final episode, uh, Homelander coated in blood, really having a breakdown. Um, that very that that line, I'm really a huge fan. He he reminds me a lot in this one of Superboy Prime. Actually, if you're a comic book reader at all, Superboy Boy Prime is like immature, doesn't understand. He's been imprisoned his whole life in this pocket universe. So then he comes here and he just basically tears through all the superheroes. He's just killing everybody. Cause he doesn't, he doesn't really, he just is like a child who's out of control. And that scene, it really reminded me of that when Maeve is especially, honestly, this whole thing's been fucking spoilers. But, uh, when Mavis has the video proof of the airplane crash from season one, and she's saying, you know, I'm going to tell, I'll tell everybody what you did. And he says, you know, it's almost through tears. Like then I'll kill everyone and everything. I love that scene so much to really show how far this dude would go if he lost, like if people didn't love him anymore, mm-hmm. that he would just destroy the whole planet. And her response back, of course, is fantastic, and then they'd really get to see what a real fucking monster you are. And it's like, oh, that's just, that's just, that's ice cold, I love that shit. Like, you, they don't have to fight in that scene, him and Maeve, in order for us to get the point. Yeah,
0: I mean, Maeve, Maeve, Is kind of an interesting character because she's, you know, like you said, a Wonder Woman, basically. And if anybody can hold a candle to. Yes, Homelander. Yeah. If anybody can fight or stick around with him is her. And she gets like she tries so hard to maneuver and try and live her life and like protect her. The people she loves and like she gets fucked in this season pretty much.
1: Yeah, I think I you know last season I was uh, I saw that it was going to diverge. This whole thing was going to diverge from the comics pretty heavily. Yeah. Um, but I really, I told Allie as we were watching last season, I was like, it'd be really cool if the whole thing was the seven basically one at a time get turned against Homelander. So they all eventually are not necessarily on the side of the boys, but they're all just against him. Mm-hmm. And because then you have a real a real fight, or at least him and maybe Noir, because nobody knows what Noir wants other than not eating tree nuts. <laughs> um, but the the whole thing was. I was like, wouldn't that be cool? And then this season, you see that. You see A-Train at one point help them. Now, it serves his own purposes, so he's not on their side, but it is going against the Seven. Yes. It's going against Stormfront. So you see him being like, I don't need, I'm not going to kill you guys. Here's the this thing I stole for you. The Deep is on this crazy path where he's probably going to have to go against it. And then Maeve, obviously, is having you know doubts about the whole thing. She's trying to, like you said, trying to protect the people she loves and her girlfriend and and then this thing where she's like, we're this is just what it's gonna come to, you know. And so slowly you're seeing this change where while the world feels a certain way about Homelander, you know, they're all starting to say he's out of control. And he's only gonna get more out of control. The next season seems like it's gonna take a different plot. My theory at this point is that the show will go four seasons, the next season to deal with this new turn of events we saw, and then the fourth season to to finish it out where Homelander will be the villain.
0: Against everybody. Yeah, I think four seasons feels good for this show. So I I would I would agree with that. Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if they did stretch it out a little bit, but I mean, there's no real filler episodes um, on this show yet. So
1: no, and that's what I love about. I'll be honest, I think I was talking with my friend Declan. We were chatting about, you know, I I didn't know, and you, if you listen to last week's episode, I don't know if it actually made the cut, but you said we're going to be talking about the finale, and I said there's no way it's the finale; it's only the eighth episode. And me and him are talking about, you know. I love that. They could have done 10, 10, episodes and there would have been at least two episodes of filler. But instead they said, no, well let's just do eight and let's give the people what they want. Like I'm so tired of a show feeling it has to be 10 or 13 episodes. If you're a network show and you got to go 21, go fucking bananas. <laughs> but with these ones, it's like, I really love the idea that you can say we have a story. It can be, how quickly can we tell it? Can we tell it this fast? Cause you're Right they do a lot they accomplish a lot they travel different places they solve different crimes and cases like these little pieces of the bigger puzzle right that all happens in eight episodes and every episode felt like it was packed there's not one where i was like oh that was a boring one like where they were all just sitting around jerking each other off for 60 minutes where they need to like talk about the plan or go over the plan no it's just like we're doing the plan get the shit let's roll like i love they roll
0: with the punches and like there's like it, the flashbacks aren't overbearing where it's like, oh, here's... like, You know how sometimes you watch a show and then, like, one full episode is just a giant flashback? And you're like...
1: Mm-hmm. And you're like, why do we do that?
0: Right. Like, the flashbacks here give you enough to be like, okay, what's going... That's kind of explaining... You, It's almost like it's explaining the character going forward by... Yes. It's like pushing the for- character, like I said, forward. But with these full episodes of, like, Flashbacks of way back when you're like you f- you get lost. I feel like the story, in the main big, main story. Yes,
1: you're like, why are we doing yeah. this?
0: Um, one thing I do want to talk about is episodes seven and eight. Obviously, these are the big kablooies and I, that that <laughs> that can go multiple ways after what we're about to talk about. But uh, so in episode seven, you know, there's a character Victoria Newman who's like making a case towards. Um, against Vought in the compound V and really trying to expose this thing. And there's this, is it? A tri- it's a trial, right?
1: Mm hmm. Yes.
0: And all these important people are in the room. And this is at the very end of episode seven. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, heads start blowing up.
1: Heads start popping. Like, Head start Like a 13-year-old's
0: face after eating an entire pizza.
1: It's unbelievable. And it's... It's unbelievable. It's shocking. It's... It's just... You do not see it. You don't see it. You know something bad's gonna happen.
0: Yeah. I was, but,
1: I mean... That scene was was violent. And this is where we're talking about hyper-violence. You know, the show has never shied away from being absolutely. violent. But, I mean, we must see... We must see 40 people's heads pop in that three-minute section. And it's
0: so chaotic. And you don't... Like, it's... There's no continuity of like whose heads are being popped like it's
1: yeah it's like one like this super speedster that was always keeping a that got a train fired because he was faster boom he's gone this person's gone this guy the main guy here is gone like Homelander and Stormfront are looking around like I don't know could you pop his head I don't know
0: yeah it was it was so crazy and so chaotic because people start panicking and like running around and it doesn't matter where they ran if your head was supposed to get popped it was getting popped so we saw a few important characters, but there was a ton of random ones. But the way that it ends with everybody screaming, you have no idea, no idea. Especially if you read the comics, you have no idea who this character, yeah, who the no, character is, yeah. because it's not a the thing. character that does this in the comic books does not isn't in the show. The character's name is uh, Vic, Vic the Veep. Who is like a parody yeah. of George W. Bush, W. Bush. His power was to physically explode heads, which is an awesome power, by the way. Take yeah, I mean, something else. Pretty intense. Take something yeah. else. I mean, it's a- <laughs> Like, oh man, it was so crazy. So then the, the gas really gets ignited here. And episode eight is the last one of the season. And after having to wait a week, I was like. Oh, man, remember all those heads that blew up? Yeah. Butcher shows up and begs for help again. Um, Boys agree to help them. And together with Starlight, they uh, finally face off against Homelander and Stormfront. Then that's when we get Maeve helping them out at at the very end, right? In this this battle. And, man, does Stormfront get fucked up. She gets gets the Vader uh, treatment.
1: Absolutely. Really just... gets beat up a ton which if you just as a thing stormfront is in the comics but it is a male uh that is rivals homelander in all the powers except for just happens to be a nazi that story part is true like is nazi in the dream and all this stuff and has an agenda and you know in the comics not to get ahead of it but you know in the comics uh uh they beat him to death with crowbars like cave his head and beating him with crowbars which is amazing because he's a nazi and we want nazis to die (laughs) but um in this one you know you get to see this twist on this whole idea we've seen all season of girls get it done where these women team up to just beat the shit out of her and she gets away only to then be freaking darth Vader. you're right arms and legs blown off till all she can speak is german you know
0: wow and she has a crazy backstory too because it goes back further where you know, they did play on the Nazi role where she was m- married to one of the officers, right? Yes. And they cr- and he created Compound V?
1: Yes. Yeah, Vought, the, the guy who started yeah, the whole company. Yeah, his name Vought, right? Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, turns out she was another superhero that, super racist or whatever, then went, disappeared, and then she can't die. Well, I mean, yeah, she can die. She doesn't age, I guess. That, right. Which I thought was weird, but okay, whatever. I'm into it. I'm into it. Wolverine doesn't. Yeah, you know, she
1: was. Yeah, she got the the powers and probably got the compound V, you know, it worked on her and they probably kept twiddling with it and made her immortal, you know? Yeah.
0: Now, the biggest, biggest spoiler of the whole season is at the end of this episode, you finally figure out who has the ability to explode heads. (laughs) And it's such a character that we've seen throughout the entire season be somewhat of a political but she's like a lawyer, though, right? Yes. So she's super active in trying to find enough proof to take down fought. And I never saw this coming. I could not believe that it was her when it was all said and done. And it turned out to be, yeah, Victoria Newman. I was surprised to see it be her. Because there's so many... T- what a twist. In, yes. Because in the, in the comics, it is a dude. And... She's in not necessarily the a president role or a vice president role, but she's like still in that world. And man, I did not see it coming because there's so many times too, where she looks so scared at times, you know what I mean?
1: So yeah, you just, absolutely you just don't. You, you, you would never think, you know what I mean?
0: Absolutely not. Especially in this, in the scene where they're in the courtroom and all the heads are blowing up. Like, She's like freaking out the most and she yeah. gets like, and she's like and what, stuck.
1: What a sell. I didn't see it coming Not at
0: all. Now we've got another soup in the mist mix trying to, I couldn't tell the end if they were trying to paint her as a good guy or bad guy, but she seems like a, another villain. This, the Senator. Uh, yeah, the lawyer. Absolutely bad. Absolutely bad. Yeah, That's what I, those are the vibes.
1: But cause they give it, they, they get, she doesn't want Vaughn to be taken down. She wants to start a soup affairs But then she is the one that, now we know, killed the CIA director who was going to tell the boys information. You know, she popped the heads of everybody that could have taken down Vought, And then at the end, she kills the leader of the Church of the Collective, which we're not sad to see them go because they're fucking fresca-drinking weirdos. But clearly, uh, there's something going on where – because he said, hey, we can be in partnership together. We got a couple soups. We have a bunch of information on taking down soups. I think that it's going to be a twist on Vic the Veep um, where – she's going to use this position and killing people strategically to try to become, you know, powerful. And maybe just the, maybe the president, maybe the leader of something, who knows, and trying to fly under the radar. And I really think season three will dive into like who it is or who them find trying to figure out who she is, but then also the political climate and what it's going to look like for the future moving forward after this Nazi scandal and things. I can't wait. I think it's, it's a really cool way to turn it because if you're going along with the comic, you pretty much have to finish it now. You're to the point in the comic where after Stormfront's dead, you basically have to run through the end to, to, to the confrontations that come after that, which are sort of the end of the comic line. You know mm-hmm. what I
0: mean? Yeah.
1: So I think you got to sneak this part in here to give it this sort of different thing, different enemy, different thing to distract them. They're all free now. They got they got all their charges and crimes were dropped, the boys. So they're free so now they can go back to their families and they'll have to come back together for a reason to try and stop this thing. I think that'll ultimately lead them to their... To what comes after that.
0: There's a lot of people that die. Like, pretty big characters died this season. Sure. You know, we're talking Black Noir, dead. Butcher's wife, dead. Where's the kid?
1: The Homelander's son? Yeah. He is with the CIA now, so he went off, obviously, to be protected by them. Hmm um and still, uh mallory who will probably you know hopefully he can be raised right he's, he's got a good head on his shoulders already billy butcher's wife dying a big surprise you yeah know?
0: that was a big surprise I th- black noir was a big surprise too for me i mean i thought there was, we would know a little bit more about the character i thought there's more to come from this character because he's so in the dark and so mysterious but i guess not but chris this is we're talking about the comic book and the show there's a couple of things that are a lot different, Um, they're, and they're going off on their own storyline, which is cool. But there's some cool things I wanted to talk about um, that are different from the book and the show. So Hugh and Annie's relationship is a little bit different in the show. Um, yeah. In the comic, or excuse me, in the show, they're a little bit more proactive, but both characters stand up to their respective teams in season one, whereas it takes them so much longer to become disillusioned and stand up for themselves in the comics. Right. And, and Huey's a little bit, I want to say more of a timid character from the beginning, but like I said before, he just keeps getting like, you know, more, more strong and more passionate about what he's doing. Uh, Right. Did you know this, this is a funny thing, but I guess the way the character was set up, they created the boys based on, uh, or excuse me, Huey based on Simon Peck. (laughs) Which yeah, so he looks like Simon Pegg in the comics, and
1: and his dad is Simon, and Simon play, Pegg played his dad in season one, which is hilarious yes, too. Yes,
0: so Hughie is an American in the in the show, but he's not in the comics. He's I believe Scottish. Obviously, there's a lot of role reversals or in, in in gender and multiple characters, so that's obviously pretty easy to figure out. I can't wait for season three. Three uh, season three sounds like it's going to be nuts. Do you think we'll? How long do you think it'll be before we get the season three? Because we got this one pretty quickly.
1: Probably, I would say late next year.
0: Late next year, around around the same time. Yeah. I hope so.
1: I would say that's maybe they'd have to do a lot of work and film. It could take longer, but who knows?
0: Yeah, that would be dope if they do it. I mean, between Mandalorian and the Boys, having those shows come that quick was like really really exciting. Versus like the Marvel stuff we're still waiting on, you know what I mean? Yes. So it's it's cool to see that some shows can still you know work or whatever, and they can knock them out.
1: Make it make it happen. Get ahead of it. So
0: I guess they're writing it now, and obviously it's a green lit project. So we'll definitely see that soon from Amazon. I can't wait. I can't just wait to see how different it's going to be and who's coming back and who's not. Um, should be very interesting
1: definitely a, yeah, i can't wait it's just such a great show if, if you have if you haven't watched it maybe you have watched it just tell somebody else to watch it you know we i've i've convinced five or six people in my life to watch this show and they've all come back and said thank you so if you're listening to this and you want to be cool to somebody you think you could be like hey you check out this little show called the boys maybe they haven't heard of it they watch it Uh oh now you're the coolest guy in hey, town or gal there you go
0: i mean it, it is such a refreshing take on superheroes just because of like the MCU, right, where we see Captain America, like you know, everything is so like nice and good guys. When you know, like this is just like absolutely real life madness. And who, you know, I mean, who really knows what what the world would be like it's just with just people injecting themselves with Compound V and being superheroes? Like you, that's the thing. That is the thing about Compound V is you don't know what your your powers going to be, right?
1: Yeah, you don't. When I, when you inject it, you can get anything. But I mean.
0: Well, if you haven't, like Chris said, tell somebody. Uh, let us know what you thought about the boys. Hit us up on the Instagram, G-Splash Podcast. Or hit us up in the email at gsplashbc at gmail.com. I'm your host, Bradley Baxter, with my man, Chris Bucky Watts. We'll be back next week. We're talking The Simpsons, baby. Hi, Caramba. We gotta do Dope. 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 Do, do. Dope. dope in the city of Oakland is where I'm from. Whatever you want, we'll show you some. It's always been that way. Wherever you from, anywhere in the bay. You gotta come to the town if you wanna get down. Spend a little money when you're coming around. Get you what you want if you wanna get high. Most telling dope, just wanna get by. Cause we don't get a lot of choices. That's why we talk with guns.